Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where all we do is talk about AEW. First up is the man responsible for AEW, Brandon, hello. Jim, what's up? How are you? How was your week? It's been a long week this week for me. Go ahead. Has it? Yeah. I had one of those weekends where I uh, just didn't leave my house from Friday night until Sunday, so it was good. Just uh, trading non-fungible tokens in the basement, trying to get a quick flip going, so... That's my real? hobby of choice right now. Oh, yeah. Non-fungibles, huh? So it's, uh, talk to me about these. What do you got going on? You got to go on OpenSea.io. One of my boys, a Lorraine regular, just dro- uh, dropped the project. They're shooting up in, in ETH. So we're wheeling and dealing over here, trying to retire. So you're trading in, in Ether, Ether coin, ETH coin. That's is, right, yeah. What's you, it called? Ethereum. Ethereum coin. No coin, low, coin so or high. no coin? No coin at all. Only the bits got the coin. Oh, so you're day. Okay, so you're. Uh, and the you're, Doges. And the Doges. So you're day trading. Just ether. Ether. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do, man. I just, I just can't stand working at all. So any, <laughs> anything starts becoming like uh, worth money, I'm just stick my nose in there. I'm just like, I don't, I don't care if it's longer burger baskets. I'll just, yeah, I'll, I'll flip these on eBay. I just get. <laughs> Get me away from the nine to five. Is that how it works? You're flipping them on eBay? No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I don't care if it's longer burger baskets on eBay. If something becomes popular, I'll, I'll stick my nose in there and get invested. See, I'm completely, completely confused because for a second there, I thought longer burger baskets was a form of uh, coin. <laughs> You're not trading longer burgers, dude? Yeah. I got a stash of longer burgers. I'm, I got mine in longer burgers. That was like when I was a. Uh, when I was a kid, those were popular, the longer burger baskets. I remember my grandma would take me to, to basket bingo, oh and uh, I, I won one of these longer burgers, and it was like a, a big thing because I was like eight, and all these like old cigarette-smoking women were coming up to me trying to trying to get it off of me. Those were like the, the hot commodity at the time. I'm looking it up. What the fuck is this? You would know this from Development Fails, the great – Instagram yes. account where they built the giant basket shaped headquarters in Ohio. Yeah. You this missed is, this whole This was the thing? Trading baskets? This was like this was like uh same time as beanie babies, right. but like beanie babies for middle aged women. Baskets. Could you imagine like someone's a collector of these, got a house full of baskets doing nothing? It was like that country corner aesthetic. <laughs> My mom used to collect, what did she collect? (laughs) Special moments or something? They were like these little ceramic, like, encaptured. Like like Russian dolls? No, I forget what they were called, but they were like these white ceramic things. They were like little kids playing together. But Okay. It wasn't precious oh, moments, I, but it was. I, I used to have called. a couple of them. It, I had a one was like Jesus, like tipping up a basketball, and two kids like going for the jump ball. Okay, okay, I guess. <laughs> is that that? Is that what you're talking about? That my mom was collecting like ceramics. My mom was collecting them, and then like I was telling her, like she was trying to get rid of stuff and whatever. I'm not going to go into it, but financial hard times, and I was like, well, let's see how much these are worth. Let's sell them. She was not willing to sell them at first, and I was like, all right, let me look online and see how much they were worth. They were at the exact same price she paid for them. I'm like, what the fuck? Was this market inundated? Like, how many of these things did they make? Why are they numbered? That was, yeah, that that was like their, her crypto. She was just like, oh, I bought the wrong, I didn't buy Bitcoin. I bought the wrong, wrong crypto. Right, right. <laughs> Man, I wish I had gotten in on crypto early. Too late for me now. Yeah. 
I don't know, man. You're flipping. Any anything but tell someone else tell me what to do is, is my motto. <laughs> I do I do bitch and complain about work, but I am my own boss. I have nobody to answer to. Yes. So. <laughs> Fuck. I just bitch that I have to go. That's, That's like that. Uh, I, I wouldn't say Johnny Cash song, but I forget who originally sang it. That's my empire of her. No, it's <laughs> That's uh, your Nine empire, Nails originally, re- yeah. originally recorded that. Yeah. <laughs> Next up is the man assigned to task of NXT. Chris, how are you, Chris? Oh, he's not here. He's at Rancid tonight. You going to do his voice again? What's going on, guys? I saw he just posted on Instagram. He's he's going wearing like basically like a jujitsu Valley Valley Tudo shorts <laughs> and a fucking rash guard. Hell yeah! I wish. I'm Jim, and I'll talk about lots of stuff too. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. I uh, bought a scooter. It's official. Nice. Yes, a 2000 buddy. 2021. Yeah, uh, genuine buddy kick. So it's like I went, we went down on Saturday. I've been dealing with mental health issues. We'll call them that. I think it has a lot to do with my sobriety, but <laughs> mental health issues. So I, we, I decided to fill my, my empty void of a soul with goods to brighten up my life. So we went down and we checked them out and just, my wife put the points on her card. I'm going to give her cash to pay off the points on her card and, uh, there you go. I'm a proud owner of That's a scooter. Fair. But it comes with some uh, some issues. So I couldn't pick it up until Tuesday. So you basically you buy the floor, well, not the floor model. You buy a model, and then they have to put on, like, the mirrors and all the other accoutrement that come with it, you know. And I purchased, like, a rack. So they're going to put on the rack. So they say, to come by on Tuesday. You can go get the title, claim the title at this place on Monday. They're open on Mondays. So Monday I go, and lo and behold, the place isn't open on Mondays. So I'm like, all right, well, let me get the rest of the shit I need. Security stuff, chains, locks, because I'm not leaving it out in Port Richmond, Philadelphia for some fucking crackhead to sell for 500 bucks. I drove all over the fucking city. I, I tried to go, like, local, you know, like, uh, let me go to bike shops and local hardware stores to get chains. Local chain, man. Yeah, local chain, man. I was going to my local chain, man. Failed. Went to Home Depot. Went to Lowe's, nothing. Went to the bicycle shop, like not a bicycle shop, it's a motorcycle shop. It's up on uh, uh, Aramingo and uh, and Castor. Nothing. They got zilch. Nothing. nothing. I went to Revzilla down in South oh. Philly. I went to Revzilla on Sunday. The only thing I, they had was a cover. I got the cover for the bike. So I drove around for fucking hours. And you know what I ended up doing? And why did I even try to go local? Just go to the man, Jeff Bezos. I got everything done in minutes. It's all showing up Thursday and Friday. I tried to do the right thing. They failed me. And I had to go to the richest man in the universe, Jeff Bezos. (laughs) That's pathetic. But now that you say that, though, I I can't remember ever going into a store and seeing like a a chain piled up anywhere. (laughs) Like, right, like I went to I went to specific even stores like bike shops and shit like that. There's not many like motorcycle shops in Philly. And the closest right. thing, the closest ones to me is the one up in uh, Port Richmond, Kensington. That's the closest one. They didn't have shit. They had one chain, 
And the girl that works there is, oh my God, she's so fucking good looking. I can't even look her in the eyes. She's like this tall Latinx woman. Oh my God, it's unbelievable. So <laughs> I can't look her in the eyes. I ask her, you know, like, uh, let me, do you have any change security stuff? And she's like, yeah, I got this one. And she puts it up on the table. And I'm like, do you mind if I like look up and check some, some reviews and stuff of it? I look them up. It's the same price as the kryptonite lock that I wanted and chain. And oh, crap. And she, it just wasn't good. And I was like, I'm just going to stick with the kryptonite. She's like, all right, cool. So. Yeah, she's not getting commission on that. Yeah, she didn't give a shit. Oh, I might have told this story before, but yeah, I, I did the same thing. Like, I think this was around Christmas time. I mean, this isn't really going to a local store, but I was. It was this was peak pandemic, hunkered down in the house for months on end, and uh, my girlfriend finally got me to go out, go like Christmas shopping, and and go and she, we had just moved in together. We were getting like our first tree, and ornaments and stuff like that. We go into that Target on Columbus Boulevard. It's like my first time. I've been out of the house for like under 25 minutes, and someone just like rails me in the hip with a Target cart, and it's just like tries to fight me immediately. I'm like, all right, I'm going back home. We're just ordering this stuff on the internet. This is why I don't leave the house. That's why I don't go outside and try to buy stuff. <laughs> that was the most frustrating part of it was like I was trying my best to support the local economy. Even if I was going to Home Depot and Lowe's, that was my final like – let me go to these two to fuck it. I could have just saved all this time and effort and just ordered on Amazon. Right. Just fuck, man. Jeff Bezos, man. He's got to figure it out. He's got the, he's got the lock, the lock, uh, and, and chain market fucking cornered. And, and Rev, Revzilla, I went there and they're like, oh, you can, we don't have what you need, but you know, you can order from our website and get it delivered immediately right here, or you can have it like delivered to the, sh to the store. And I'm like, all right, yeah, let me check. How long would it take? About seven to ten days. What the fuck? 2021? Nothing should take yeah. seven to ten days. <laughs> Even free shipping it takes should take less than seven days. That's Father Bezos, dude. He's, he's got everybody. He spoiled us all. Yeah. Soon everyone will be packing boxes for $16 an hour, just getting benefits and just trading goods. Yep, I'm down. Tra <laughs> trading crypto. Trading uh, long burger baskets. All right, let's let's talk about some wrestling. That's what we're here for. Um, NXT. You got anything you want to talk about? Do I have anything I want to talk about? Um, did you see Carme Carmelo Hayes look good? I yeah. I enjoyed that match, and uh, even more than that, I enjoyed him trying to hold up. I don't know if you watched this. He got the contract at the end to to fight whatever champion he wants. And then they try to do like the fadeaway scene of him holding up the contract and they're just shooting down sparks onto him and he's holding it above his head. And two separate times he like pulls his hand down like, ow, fuck. Like, burns. It burns. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that was my highlight of the show. Besides that, I don't have too much. I also liked uh, Gargano and Regal arguing over how bananas was pronounced. It's bananas. That's right. Bananas. Yeah. <laughs> bananas. Bananas. That's, what That's I think. right. I mean, I guess this that show new... kind of is bumming me out right now. They're they're in the middle of a, a I guess you could call it a facelift. I don't know. I guess I don't know. I uh, couldn't tell you anything else that went on without looking it up. Like nothing was memorable. It's kind of a bummer because you know what? Two months ago, Chris and I were talking about how it was the best pure wrestling show on television. If right. only it was an hour long, and now it's all pre-taped and it's not great. Oh well. I want to talk about Charlotte versus Nia, Anaya Jax? I do, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Charlotte and I, like, I watched the lead-in, too. I guess there was, like, 
this is like the first time I turned on WWE television in a long time. And I was a little worried that I wasn't going to be able to catch it because it was a messy ass match. But uh, yeah, I watched caught the lead in. So I guess there's some friction between Nia and uh, Shayna Baszler now. So she, Nia later on in the show goes against Charlotte and um, I don't know. Uh, Nia gets a little pissed off and starts kicking the living shit out of Charlotte. Shoot, punching her in the face. I think she actually says, like, you don't want to do this, and then just punch gives her a quick one-two combo <laughs> in the face. Brandon, go ahead, thoughts? Yeah, I don't know. I, I had seen the – we only watched this because it kind of went viral last night at this point. And when I watched it, I felt like Charlotte was kind of laying it in early a little bit and I was because I was trying to see who was the instigator. Did this just start out with – bad blood or did something in the match happen and then it took a, a turn for the worse but uh charlotte was kind of laying him into to naya the whole time and pulling her like yanking on her hair g- g- squeezing her neck and i could see that naya was getting a little hot and i think at some point she would she just started swinging back that's that was my read on it um a lot of people online i saw sloppy match this was shit naya needs to stop being in the ring I thought this was like very entertaining for one reason or another. I couldn't take my eyes off of it. I get the like the obvious point of yeah, you're putting your safety in someone else's hands. Now I wasn't really doing the best job of caring for Charlotte Flair as a as a coworker during this match. But holy shit, was this entertaining to watch? And the what people were calling botches, I didn't see as botches, and it was more like a lot of like two people fighting to actually prove something to each other, sort of, and like. The, not let them just get their shit in. You're going to actually have to beat me up. I, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I wouldn't say do this all the time, but damn, got me watching Raw for the first time in months. Yeah, I was, uh, uh, see, I'll take the other coin, the other side of the coin to this. Nia Jax didn't do anything wrong in this fucking match. Charlotte was flopping all over the place. She was laying shit in early. There was that part where she was like climbing on her back. Like, there was parts where. Charlotte, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say it was, she looked almost drunk in the fucking ring. That's what she looked like. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that she was drunk. I don't fucking know. But she looked like she was fucking drunk. And then it got to a point where I think it was when uh, Naya, Naya gave her the bump that everybody's going mad about. They're like, oh, she dropped her on her head or whatever on the internet. She didn't drop her on her fucking head. She just took a back bump. I don't know what the fuck the big deal is there. I think the big deal was when Charlotte kicked Naya in the face I think she got a little snug, and then Nia just lost her fucking temper. Because then she started slapping her. Charlotte started slapping her in the face and choking her, and Nia just gave her a one-two. Then there was like, then she stopped selling for her. I'm sure they got yelled at when they got backstage for sure. Shit was ridiculous, but I loved it. I thought it was fucking great. I, I love Nia Jax. Go ahead. I didn't see it. Sorry, I didn't see it as like a Nia thing. Before Nia punched her once. Um, Charlotte got her in that move over the ropes where she's bending her, her neck back and just like laying into her chest and rib cage, hard shots before Nia had really done anything to her. So there was multiple times during the match where I was like, yo, Charlotte is really trying to slug this, this poor woman. And then, uh, you know, kind of all hell broke loose. And yeah, there was no one. She didn't really land on her head, but there were moves that it felt like Charlotte was not cooperating with in midair and Nye was just slamming her ass on the ground. Like, even that one uh, 
powerbomb, you saw Charlotte tried to put her foot down yeah, when she yeah. wasn't taking it, and she still just got slammed flat on over her back. Which is fucking so. stupid. You know, like, when you're going down to the ground, you're not supposed to put your arms and legs out. That's a good way to fucking break something. Everybody knows right. that. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to be a professional wrestler to know that. Like, if you get into someone, if you fall on skates, don't put your arms out. Don't try to catch yourself. I don't know, There's, man. I didn't see anything wrong with what Nia did <laughs> any of this. I don't know. I, the, it's the internet fucking uh, storyline that Nia is dangerous to be in the ring with. If anybody looked dangerous in this fucking match, it was Charlotte. And I'm not, I love Charlotte Flair, but I don't know what the fuck was going on between these two. They were not stoked by the end of this match. They got it together and just worked through it to the end, to the finish. But, man, that middle part was fucking juicy, man. They were real pissed off. We need more of this in professional wrestling to make it interesting, at least on Raw. I know. I don't. I don't know. You know. Call it me just being bored with watching this or something. But I thought the same thing. Like this, a story was told. I don't know if it was if it was planned by Vince or not, but something pretty interesting happened here. And yeah, I agree with you. Not not necessarily Nia's fault at all. But curious what comes out of this. It'd be smart if if. I mean, I guess we're getting Nia versus Charlotte. I don't know. Whatever the next pay per view is, Extreme Rules. Because maybe she, well she pinned the champ and that's WWE's fucking storyline. You pin the champ, you get a shot at it. But um, yeah, if Vince is smart, he'd just be like, oh, but like don't fucking do that again. You guys acted like fucking amateurs. By the way, you're gonna wrestle for the next two months because that shit was awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if he's smart, he would right. just like play into it. Like who was the bad guy? That's in this what match? I. I think it was Charlotte was the bad guy in this. There's, but again, like I said, the 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 crowd reaction, at least on the internet, was that you know Nia's a a poor worker, etc. She shouldn't be doing this. And obviously, I disagree with that. But the WWE does. To, first of all, the people that are watching Raw weekly at this point, not to judge anybody, but it's like not to, not probably not the most intelligent takes coming out of that crowd. Just to be frank. <laughs> But WWE is also pretty close to that crowd. So I'm like, I don't know. Maybe they'll just go the other way and be like, ah, nice. You're not going to see her for a little bit because she broke the unwritten rules and let's, acted a yeah, fool. Let's blame, blame her. Well, she did, is the one that punched the shit out of her. Yeah. Round, round one, Anaya. <laughs> yeah. How about uh, the Alvarez thing? You're the one to pick this out off of Twitter. So Brian Alvarez gave himself an award. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I love shitting on these guys. It's just highly entertaining. And I, Brian Alvarez just decided to put this honest tweet out saying, hey, I've been talking about this book a lot on the show. If anybody wants to read it, I think it's one of the, the great rest, wrestling or at least WWE history books. By the way, it won Wrestling Observer Newsletter Book of the Year 2020 and drops a link to it. And it's like, okay, let me see what this book is. It's like, it's like a thousand and one, one of those corny, like Guinness book of world record style books where it's like things a wrestling fan should do before they die. And then you just zoom at the bottom. It's the guy. It's just him shilling his own book that he gave an award to on his own podcast. And I was like, <laughs> that's hilarious. Where So long story short, I, I texted Jimmy and Chris and I was like, we're definitely at the end of the year doing our own made up awards and just electing us. one of the three of all of us we all get them we're against each other and we all win it's a tie <laughs> <laughs> we're, go, we're gonna go for a wrestling impressionist of the year and we'll, we'll <laughs> sort out who has the best one at the end of the year all right i forgot to bring up this uh new japan pro wrestling fucking 
card. So I'll bring something else up instead. Yeah, we could talk about it. So New Japan Pro Wrestling is having a big show. It's called Wrestle Grand Slam in MetLife Dome. <laughs> um, let me look for the card. <laughs> it's always something sweet like that. Just yeah. wrestle and then just something cool as hell. It's like in quotation marks, so it's something that uh, Bushi Road is in charge of. Wrestle Grand Slam in MetLife. All right. Let's bring up this card. Let's do it. I got it. Boom. All right. First match. Let's go through this. This is the exciting time of of um, New Japan where they have basically no foreigners. They had a, a lot of their wrestlers were wiped out by COVID for a while, including the champ, Shingo Takagi. Mm. Uh, a lot of the foreigner wrestlers are now just wrestling in the United States because they ain't going over to Japan, whether or not it's a travel advisory or what. So we'll go through. It's two nights. We'll go through night one. Now, this is a big deal because... Initially, there's a starter match on this who they haven't announced who's going to be in it. So this would be the third time. I think it's the third time that there would be a dark match of stardom on a New Japan show. But then Bushi Road announces that it's going to be you're going to be able to watch it. This is a big deal. Like before, we couldn't get coverage. So we're going to get coverage, but we don't know who's in it. So you tell me if any of this excites you. You ready? Here we go. Tag team match. No stipulations, no nothing. No. Nothing attached to it. Flying Tiger, Robbie Eagles in Tiger Mask number four versus Los Ingobernables de Japón with Bushi and Hiromo Takahashi. What do you think? I feel like that I've seen that match open up like 20 shows or some, some version of it, so no. All right, singles match. Rapongi 3K broke up. We got Show versus Yo. Are you stoked? I might check out a show versus yo relative to I don't know what's coming, but shows the, not bad the least guy. interesting thing in the world. Okay, shows shows heel. Shows the heel. Yo's the baby face. He was losing a lot for his team during the Super Juniors tag, whatever it's called, and uh, show turned on him, said he didn't need him anymore, Ooh. and left him for I think Bullet Club to beat up or no Suzuki Goon to beat up. This is where we're at in storytelling wise. They're like, well, we do have two guys named Show and Yo. I guess we could split them up and have them fight each other. <laughs> All right, how about this one? For the King of Pro Wrestling 2021 trophy, no disqualification, I quit match. Chase Owens, who is the champ, I don't remember him lose, him winning the title, against Toro Yano. You stoked for this? I quit match. They're always real good in WWE. I'm sure they're really good in Japan. Good. To decide, they're telling me either Toru Yano or Chase Owens, one of the two is going to be crowned the the king of pro wrestling. Yes, they get the trophy. Yeah, I mean, this feels like this is Toru Yano's year, right? Let's Who else deserves it in this weird year than, than Toru Yano? Next up, singles match. Kazuchika Okada versus Jeff Cobb. What do you think? That I'm interested in, you know, despite uh, Jeff Cobb believing that we live on a plate. I'm a fan of him as a wrestler, and I'll watch him versus Okada. Something interesting could happen there. Maybe maybe we do, maybe we don't. I don't know. I'm pretty dumb. I'm a wrestler. I think that was his quote, right? Hey, I don't know, but I get what, I get what you're coming from on that. <laughs> I'm just saying. For the IWGP US. Heavyweight Championship. This is the main event of night one. 
Hiroshi Tanahashi was the champ against surviving walking pneumonia Kota Ibushi. Well, number one, I want to know how what weight Kota Ibushi's coming in at for this match. He's oh, been sick God. for like a month. Brandon, thoughts? I mean, those two are two of my favorites of all time. But yeah, not not a great state of affairs. Pretty thin over there, so... Maybe we'll skip this one. I don't know. Let's see what Kota Ibushi looks like, how ripped he is. Yeah, what do you probably, think? He's probably really like a skinny teenage boy, but he's 40 years old. That would be sad. He looks really – maybe he just finally looks old. <laughs> he gets his, his bald spot that he keeps combing over. Yeah. Like his, his forehead is just like exposed now. It's all scraggly. Oh, no. <laughs> Put back on that weight, man. And I, I think that Kota Ibushi is winning this, and I'll get into it later. Um, All right, night two. Another Stardom match. Going to be aired. Exciting stuff for people that are into Stardom. Oh, by the way, Stardom had a uh, free show on YouTube. You should go check it out. Good match. Um, Starlight Kid versus Natsupoi for the uh, high-speed title. Evil Starlight Kid. Very good match. Go check it out. I won't spoil it. Uh, tag team match. Chaos. Kazuchika Okada and Tomohiro Ishii versus United Empire. Great Okan and Jeff Cobb. Brandon? So they got they're that thin that they got these Cobb and Okada going head to head two nights in a row here. I guess so. God forbid oh, somebody gets man. injured. <laughs> I like that you're like kicking this to me. Like, yeah, let me tell you what I think about this, dude. I, got, <laughs> I don't know, man. Sheesh. I you know I don't you know I don't like the great O'Carney. No, great O'Carney. <laughs> All right, next the tag team match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. Bullet Club's cutest tag team, which is Taiji Ishimori and El Fantasmo, versus Suzuki Gun, El Desperado, and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Thoughts? Yeah, back-to-back tag team matches. If the, if the first one didn't put me to bed, this one might, but you never know. <laughs> How about another tag team match? Three-way oh, tag team match for the IWGP on. Tag Team Championship. We got Dangerous Techers, who were the champs, against Los Ingobernables de Japón which is uh, Naito and Sonata, versus Chaos, who is Hiroki Goto and big old Yoshihashi. Versus also Chaos. Jim, you love tag team wrestling. What do you think about this, three in a row? I have no interest in any of this. I can't stand (laughs) tag team wrestling. Singles match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. We got Robbie Eagles, who's the champ. I forgot to tell you that happened, by the way. Robbie Eagles beat El Desperado. Robbie Eagles. Versus Hiromu Takahashi. That should be a good one. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. That's pr- probably jumps out to me, given depending on the state of Kota Ibushi is probably the most intriguing thing you've listed so far. Are you are you ready for the most intriguing match that's ever been put together in the history of professional wrestling? Singles match yes. for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Shingo Takage, who's the champ, versus Evil with Dick Togo. Brandon, never saw anything like that before. Hope Dick Togo doesn't get involved. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> this fucking shit's hard to watch, man. Listen, New Japan did a really good job trying to keep it together. They're trying. COVID, and they're still fucking having a hard time over there. And I think they have 4,000 fucking cases a day over in Tokyo. I have no interest. <laughs> when we started this, I mean, not really to any fault of their own. We started this eight, nine months ago. I thought we were going to be watching a lot of New Japan pro wrestling and really nothing has come up well billy billy the Birdman, 
showed up, became the champ, and I was done with it. And then Billy the Birdman got hurt, and then I was stoked. But the U.S. tour, Billy the Birdman is going to be at the shows. If we were to buy tickets to the U.S. show uh, in the United States, or um, in Philly, Billy the Birdman is going to be headlining it. You want to go? I don't think that I do. I don't think so either. I'm not really on top of I tried watching a couple episodes of uh, their U.S. show, and it's it's fine. I just it didn't it didn't sell out right locally no it didn't that tells you all you need to know last time they came that was like under 10 seconds yeah to get tickets yeah well one of the things that uh, new japan does which works in japan but doesn't work over here is you have no idea what the matches are beforehand you know what i mean you're built only on hype and then you find out the week before because all the matches are involved in storyline and unlike new wwe where the storylines sometimes go for six months so you kind of have an idea who's going to fight each other. You have no idea because it's treated more like a sport. So I think that's good. A lot of selling to get on. You got to get selling these tickets, and they ain't doing it to me. Jay White's uh, in the U.S. Is he doing any of these shows? He is, yeah. He'll be here, too. None so of these guys are going to be in G1. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. The tickets are the tickets. If the tickets are really cheap when it comes day of, maybe I'll be like, yeah, right. I'll swing by the 2300. Yeah, I, I got to say, as much as I'm just making fun of New Japan, Jay White is one of my probably top five favorite pro wrestlers right now. Yeah, he's and very good. If he's going to be in a venue like that, like it is worth going if you're near any of these cities and, and listening, and ha- especially if you haven't seen any New Japan stuff. But relative to what you could see when they come, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know what the car – like. If they've announced anyone that's definitely going to be here, I know Jay White will be. Um, I think Minoru Suzuki. Minoru Suzuki's touring too. Yeah, I think I don't think Ishii is. I think Minoru Suzuki's touring. I don't know. It's interesting. I've never seen Minoru Suzuki live. I don't think. Did we see him in New York? No. No. Uh, yeah, we had. Yes, we definitely did. Was he in the Battle Royal or something? I definitely remember his entrance. I I remember yeah he was in that battle rule yeah he was in the yeah. Some people yeah all right let's move on the hell this yeah the hell with this damn <laughs> damn New Japan crap New Japan with Billy Billy the Birdman fucking oh he came out number two so it was Kenny King came out and then Minoru Suzuki just for for you and I and no one else cares but... no, nobody else cares and we I think we we're the only people that were paying attention anyway all right let's talk about AEW Dynamite. Uh, CM Punk comes out, does a pretty awesome promo again. What'd you think? I thought, yeah, he, I mean, you know, this is what he's good at. I like his transparency. He's, he's obviously in a point in his career where he's able to do that wherever he is. And that's why he picked his spot here. Um, I thought, I thought it drug a little bit relative to like how hype the crowd still should be for, CM Punk it was a. Uh, I think he he's pretty long form right now, and that yeah, you're kind of tiptoeing a line there where that could you could burn out pretty quickly with that if you're not doing anything else interesting. So right now in this spot hasn't wrestled yet, tremendous amount of talking, not tired of it at all yet, but could get there depending on what he's doing. Uh, we uh, went through the trials and labors of Jericho, and uh, he lost. The story should be over. It's not. We're getting another match at the pay-per-view. 
So everything we watched was for naught. None of it matters. Oh, this reminds me of WWE, doesn't it? Yeah, what was that? I, did they just miscount the weeks that they had until the the pay-per-view or something? How does this happen? We just told a two-month story that ended, and then they just come out the next week, and they're like, Chris Jericho is just like, I want to fight him again. <laughs> if, I, if I lose, I'll never wrestle in AEW again. I'll just be an announcer. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I will say that we've been pretty hype on AEW these this last week hasn't been all that great. Um, let's talk about Red Velvet. How about that? So, Red Velvet. Uh, who the fuck was he even wrestling? Red Velvet and who? Do you remember? Don't ask me that. No, I don't it remember. Was a, it wasn't like a big name. Oh no, no, it was. It was Jamie Hader. Well. <laughs> well, Jamie Jamie Hader is a big big yeah. name to me. She was the only one who could work in this match. Uh, Red Velvet is fucking terrible. She is so fucking bad. She looked like she knocked herself the fuck out doing a moonsault. She did two suicide dives to the outside, and the last one looked like she landed with all of her weight on top of Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter looked frustrated at one point where she was just like, come on, giving her come ons and like go that ways and directing her and stuff. What are we doing with Red Velvet? Brandon, thoughts? That's tough. I mean, there's almost nothing worse if you're wrestling against someone to, to have the person that's like, we need to do all of the like backflips and suicide dives. And also, I'm, I don't really know how to do any of it. You just have to keep like eating all of this shit. But yeah, the, at one point, she just backflips directly onto her own head. And the commentators just don't address it at all and just act excited that she did a moonsault. The front, um, the front row is like watching. You can see their reaction. It's like, Jesus Christ, what the <laughs> fuck am I watching? No, I was, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, shaking my goddamn motherfucking head. I don't know what's going on there. I forgot. <laughs> so I watched Dark Elevation only because Emmy Sakura is here. Did you catch this match? I sent you the link. Yeah, it was sweet. Yeah, right? Now that, this is a woman who is in her late 30s, right? Maybe 40 years old. She's got to be over there to train these people. There's no other way. Like, she, they put her in with a jobber. And they treated the girl that was a jobber like a jobber. But Emmy Sakura made it all look believable. There was no slop. The jobber got a little bit of shit in and just bumped the whole time. And she looked like a million bucks. And even the jobber looked good afterwards. Like, I said, talked about it a little while ago where Emmy Sakura said that she... Bought a one-way ticket. She brought Lulu Pencil with her. She took one-way one way ticket to the United States. She's got to be there for a full-time job working as a trainer. And this is a good thing. Because if you want to watch how the women should be working, go watch 40-year-old Emmy Sakura on AEW <laughs> Dark Elevation. Because this is what the matches should be like. They shouldn't be like Britt Baker matches. They should be like this. Simple. Nothing too fucking crazy. And she made everything look good. And her offense is always amazing. Go ahead, thoughts. Yeah, it was fun. You, I, I think sometimes watching the AEW women's division, I just forget. Like, it's not. I mean, if Red Velvet chooses to, to backflip onto her own head, no one doesn't matter who she's wrestling against. That's going to happen. But a lot of these times, it's not just them. It's that they don't have any clear veterans guiding them through a lot of these matches. Right. Thunder Rosa is great. She doesn't really let anybody fall too far. Um, but through a lot of these. 
it's it's not just that there's a weak link. It's just that there's a lack of experience across the board. Um, and I, I I didn't expect. I don't know why when you told me Emmy Sakura was coming over, I I just didn't think she would be wrestling. And if I did, I thought it would be something that you would hear about. I was pretty surprised to see that you, she just kind of pulled up basically a dark match. Well, a literal AEW dark elevation match. So uh, I, I, that caught me off guard a little bit. But, yeah, it's pretty smooth. I hope they get her on the main show or on one of these pay-per-views because she can she can definitely have, like, an, an awesome match with one of their top uh, stars right now. So Yeah, and she doesn't have to win. She can make the other person look like a million bucks. Yeah. Like, that's what, that's what Thunder Rosa does. So now you got Thunder Rosa who has her own school. She's signed full-time at AEW. You've got Emmy Sakura, who we're assuming is she moved to the United States, one-way ticket. We're assuming she's full-time AEW. You've got two women with experience, Emmy Sakura being, like, obviously the elder statesman of the, of the two. This is definitely a benefit, not just for us to watch matches. It's definitely a benefit because everybody's going to get better. This should be good. Yeah. Also, not to move away from the women's division, but that commentary team was pretty entertaining. Who did we have? I forget. It was Paul White, um, Eddie Kingston, and Shivani. Okay, Eddie Kingston is ridiculous. I, yeah, I, I thought uh, Big Show and Kingston did a, pre- a pretty good job. Like They were commentating that match and walking us through everything, and they did the thing that I always I've, – I've mentioned on this show before. Like, Why don't they do this? Explain why something is effective. Explain why something hurts. Help tell the story of the match. Oh, she's doing X because Y. And it's like, oh, that makes – she's punching she, – like when she's chopping her in the chest, Big Show's like, boy, hard to catch a breath when they're when they're doing that to you. And you're trying to come. And then Sakura, bang, kicks her as hard as he can right in the ribcage again. And then she drops. And you're like, wow. Now I'm in my head watching thinking, boy, she's got to be out of breath because she couldn't breathe from those chops. Right. And then she just got rocked even harder and probably got the wind knocked out of her. Now what she's going to do. All of a sudden there's more things developing in front of my face than I even realized because there's something else happening. The commentators are explaining these things. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Like, it's something that we doesn't really exist in WWE. We, we've been trained to not think that that things happen, and it's more important to talk about the reason people are fighting than what's actually happening during the fight. And I think what happens during the fight is more important to the viewer. If you look at it as, like, you're trying to pretend it's, like, an athletic competition instead of people fighting over, I don't know, who has the most what juicy? Is that what we get? We get the Miz versus uh, Morrison. Who? Which one's the wettest or some shit? I don't. Fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it was. Yeah. It was, and, go ahead. I'm sorry. So then, not to cut you off, but as Chris would say, like they all start to feel like it's just like get your shit in, and it's just it goes so much. You get so much more for such. What am I trying to say? You get more for less if you someone is there walking the crowd through. Hey, here's why they did this move. This move's going to benefit them because this person's tired and they're knocking the wind out of them instead of just like, oh my God, another Meltzer driver off the ropes through the table. And you're right. just like, here comes the aerosol. It's like, what the fuck is going on? This just feels like these guys just, this was all pre planned and they're just walking you through something and none of it is actually like, feels like there's an event happening in front of your face. Right. And credit to, to, um, to Emmy Sakura too, like her entire offense is based around knocking people's wind out. She everything she does involves ribs, chest, backbreakers, everything's torso. So them pointing that out makes you notice it even more. 
which is a veteran wrestler, you're supposed to be able to tell a story and be methodical with it. And she does it like I was blown away that she was able to put in tell that big of a story in about six to eight minute match. Like, it's just, I, I, it's exciting. I'm very excited for this, and hopefully she can pass it on to the rest of them. But, yeah, good point about the announcers pointing out, like, how moves work and why. Not just, oh, he did a quadruple Meltzer driver and the guy kicked out. Like, that's fucking stupid. That's not fun. That's acrobatic. What does that mean? What yeah. does it mean? There's no context. There's like, okay. Cool. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, So we're getting Miro versus Eddie Kingston. Coming out, of, right? Yes. Is it announced at AEW? Um, I I'm not sure out. if it's during the pay per view or next week on Dynamite or something. Oh, it's but during the pay per view. I just looked at it. It is okay. So I guess we're we're kind of getting dated with this because they announced it like they were teasing it during Dynamite, and then they like really laid into it during Rampage. I guess we could just talk about both of those. So on Rampage, Miro drags Fuego Del Sol to the ring because he's pissed. That he beat the shit out of the guy, and the guy still got a job. And he does this promo where he's thanking his lord and savior, and he will be the redeemer against Fuego del Sol, and it just and his wife and everything. It was just fucking great. But then we're coming out of it, like, so Mira beats the shit out of him, drags Fuego del Sol, takes his mask off, beats the shit out of him, and Eddie Kingston comes out and helps him. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, that was so funny. When it started, they announced Miro, and I just see someone come flying out of that, like, circular tunnel they have on the side. And I'm like, what is this? Their stage sphincter, yes. Yeah, the the little poop chute they got coming out, the the water slide. And and Fuego also looked like he just shot out of a water slide. I was like, what what is this? And I realized what was going on. I was like, oh, this is hilarious. But, yeah, I – uh, I'm surprised it didn't cross my mind, but uh, as hot of a run as Miro has had here and how entertaining he's been, Eddie Kingston's like the perfect foil. We're like, I, I can't wait for this. This will probably be, uh, you know, top three for me as far as things that they have on this card. Yeah. So, so how do you feel about um, Brandon Cutler being in the main event of Rampage? It was really, I, like, I had no idea who was going to take the pinfall going into this. When I watch a TV show, and I know that how it's going to end. I'm definitely feel like sticking around, right? Brandon, thoughts right. on that main event in AEW? Jesus Christ. So this main event, just refresh my memory because I watched them both back to back. This was the like tag match with Omega and somebody else Cutler. And, and Cutler. No, it was Omega was it and Cutler versus who the fuck was it against? This is how not Moxley and and Christian Cage. Yes. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's. I, I'm trying to remember who, what, who was what because they they all come out. But uh, anyway, yeah, Cutler was just fucking hilarious because he just re, he like refuses to to act like an adult man and he's just like constantly getting like he just gets stuck in something and then they cut back three minutes later and he's still like like that porn star who's got her her wrist stuck in the oven. She's like, come out. <laughs> <laughs> the like the you know that like stuck porn. Oh, I know. Like, Oh, I know the dryer porn. I know all about yeah, it. Like, <laughs> that's what he, That's basically Brandon Cutler's gimmick in, in AEW. He's just like, I can't get out of the corner. So I'm going to come out. <laughs> like two minutes later, they fire Kenny Omega back in the corner, and he's still there with that like Horace Grant face mask or, or Rip Hamilton face mask on. <laughs> all right, no, let me give you, I'll funny. give you the card. Hold on, wait. Yeah, right. it was no, it was Christian Cage and Frankie Kazarian versus Kenny Omega and Brandon Cutler. No mocks, okay. No mocks. 
Oh, we didn't yeah, talk about. Yeah. The, yeah, go ahead, continue. No, that's all I got. It was just, it was just so just fucking silly. Uh, one of the matches of the week though is Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus Ray Phoenix and Penta Zero Miedo. I forgot all about that one. I wasn't taking very good notes this week. I apologize. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, I hadn't seen Ray <laughs> Phoenix in a while. They go, those guys are always lit as hell. So he had his gold getting, mask. Uh, his gold mask was fucking hype. I was all about it. I'm not a big fan of the Joker gear for. Yeah, not a big fan. He could definitely do better than that. I don't know why it's like it's like the Jack Nicholson Joker stuff, not like any of the recent Jokers, which I do prefer to like if he was like. Do you think he's more uh, Jack Nicholson? I thought he was more like uh, Batman's Revenge or whatever the fuck movie that was. The the one where the guy died. The actor died. Heath Slater. What the fuck's the da- the actor's name? <laughs> no, because he the Heath Slater Joker is like. He's got the the purple and the green, and he's like that's like the old school Joker, right? But he's got the cut up face though, right? I don't know. You could say big lips. You could say cut up face. Let me okay. pull up. Okay. I. <laughs> he's got purple on. Lucha. What's his name? Uh, he's a blend of Jokers. He's all the Jokers. All I know but, is he has uh, the yeah. zero card on his mask. That's most important because he has zero fear. You understand? Seto Miedo. Zero Miedo, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, no matter what he's dressed up as, he's coming through with the Zero Miedo. Yeah, Zero Miedo. He's gonna do it <laughs> over and over again too. If you know one thing about that guy, it's that he's Zero Miedo. He's got zero fear, none at all. I love he's just like he just plays this like giant man in the ring. Like he goes face to face with Luchasaurus, and Luchasaurus is what like six foot eight or some shit. Gigantic. And he's just in his face, like he's as big as him. But then Luchasaurus sells it like he's as big as him. He's Hoss battling. Yeah, he's a Hoss, even though he's a little man. He's a, he's like Tomohiro Ishii, except he can jump all over the place. Those guys know. are just so much fun. I know. they're. I, I'm ready to talk about the pay-per-view. You ready to talk about the pay-per-view? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so it's going down on Sunday, correct? Yep. And September we're gonna be, 5th. We're going to be barbecuing at Chris's house. Is this official? I don't know. Chris isn't here to, to uh, put his stamp on it, but as far as you and I are concerned, we be there. We be there. I think my wife might be coming. I hate to spoil your party. All I right. Told, yeah. How could I that possibly spoil? Well, I, I told her, and I was like, well, it might be a long shift, though, so you let me know. <laughs> you guys going to drive separate, so if, if she gets bored if she gets bored with the Young Bucks, she can just take off? <laughs> well, we'll drive together, and then if she gets bored with the Young Bucks, she can leave, and you can give me a ride home. How's that? Yeah, we, we can work something like work that out. out. That's the thing I was worried about was the, because the last the interview was real fucking long. <laughs> All right, let's get started. Let's start with the first match. It's the dark match. It's going to be available on YouTube. Twenty-one woman casino battle royal for the AEW Women's World Championship match, not for the title. So far we have, which I'm assuming most people will be announced. Nine women will be announced probably. What this week? Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. We get Nyla Rose is in it, Thunder Rose is in it, The Bunny, Big Swole, Julia Hart, who's 19 years old, Ty Conti, Diamante, Penelope Ford, Red Velvet Cake, Hikaru Shida, Emi Sakura, and Jade Cargill. That's who we know so far. 
I'll take a look at Chris's prediction. I think he has – he sent us a list of predictions. I got him up. He, he took uh, Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. In parentheses. She's full-time AEW now. So. Yeah. He's the one to let us know. That's just logic behind Makes sense. What are you thinking? We still don't know who else is in it. Yeah, I mean, Jade Cargill would be the one. Uh, she obviously she, ha- she hasn't lost a match, so it will be surprising. But I don't think she's ready for a title shot yet. Um, there also is that Joker or whatever, their coin flip, the surprise entrant. So I was looking at who that could be. At some point, they're going to have one of these Jokers come in and win. Mm-hmm. Uh, the top two guesses, on according to Google, were Jordan Grace or Ruby Soho, formerly known as Ruby Riot. Yeah, I think it might be Ruby Soho. It's like she's been doing those those uh, this uh, what's it called the videos online about her leaving New York or something. Right. I didn't know that, but I, right. <laughs> I haven't seen Ruby's latest content. Sorry, I follow her on on Twitter. Oh, I follow yeah. all the ladies on Twitter. I don't give a fuck about the dudes. No dudes. No dudes allowed. I'm sick of dudes. <laughs> I don't follow the young bucks. Hey, heads up! I changed my fucking tagline on my Twitter, and you look at it, and it's like, oh, this guy, I'm I'm bitter against WWE, so I'm gonna leave a comment about WWE. It's so fucking pathetic. These guys are the biggest losers. They're billionaires, though. So millionaires, at least. No, dudes. You're like LaShawn McCoy. Uh, he had that – the old Eagles running back had that birthday party and put out the public invite, and it just said, like, no males, girls only. <laughs> That's pretty good. I, um, uh, but yeah, but at some point they're doing a joke. I'll, I'll take Ruby Soho, but go ahead. Okay, that's a good that's a good guess. Um, I'm gonna say Jade Cargill eliminates like fucking six people. Is is it over the top rope? Yeah, it's a battle royal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna get that like uh, uh, Braun Strowman fucking gimmick where he's where Jade Cargill comes in the ring and just starts eliminating motherfuckers. The Nia Jax gimmick, cleaning them out. Yeah. yeah, but unlike Nia Jax, she won't be legit punching the shit out of people. That would be pretty amazing. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go the Joker. I'll go, since I do agree with you that it's going to be Ruby Soho, I'll just say somebody else. I'm going to say it's going to be um, uh, one of the Iconics. It's going to come out. Okay. I love it. That's just a guess. Although I think they would come in together. Maybe they'll both come out, but only one will enter. I don't know. That's just to be different. I don't really think it's going to happen. But I think Ruby Soho is. All right, next up, singles match. For nothing, John Moxley versus AJPW, New Japan Pro Wrestling as well, legend Satoshi Kojima, king of the lariat. Brandon, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I respect Moxley for bringing a lot of these uh, Japanese legends that are late 40s, early 50s over, but I'm, he's going to beat the shit out of another one I'm expecting and, and move on with this, so. It's going to be one of those ones like, yeah, it's cool. Look, Satoshi Kojima is wrestling AEW, and then that's probably be the, the most exciting part of the whole thing. He's still a good worker, so it should be a fun match. But, yeah, Moxley over. What did Chris say? Chris says, Mox. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Singles match. We get Pac versus Andrade El Idolo with Chavo Guerrero Jr. What do you got? This should be fun. I forgot about this match until you just mentioned it, but uh, probably two of two guys that, as a you know, growing up watching WWE and and kind of missing their careers in other places, 
uh, felt like they never got to live up to their potential. They were going against each other. So, uh, yeah, hopefully it's nuts. I'll probably take Andrade, though, just because Pac's been around a little longer and hasn't seemed to got his steam yet. So I have a feeling he's going to get passed over once again for the Andrade hype. I mean, you can you can keep this going with uh, have Chavo interfere too, like pull his legs out or some shit. As long as it's not a distraction, I'll be stoked on it. But uh, yeah, I gotta go. Andrade El Idolo wins this. Who's Chris got? Andrade. Andrade. The Andrade. Yeah, that's true. There's, there, these guys are guaranteed for like at least two of these to just be like complete bullshit endings. So yeah, this will be the one. I think I think this should be fucking amazing. This could be match of the night. Um. Next up, singles match. Now, you want to talk about match of the fucking night. Paul White, a.k.a. the formerly known as Big Show, versus QAnon T, Marshalix Jones, with Aaron Solo and Nick Camaroto. I was watching AW last week at the bar, and someone was sitting at the bar, and QT Marshall was on, and they said, oh, shit, that dude looks just like Alex Jones. And I laughed my ass off. <laughs> I shit you not. The, Get the, out. The beard just shoot out of your nose? <laughs> no, I swear to God. That is so funny. Yeah, I know. I laughed my ass off. What do you think? You think this is going to be the, the the show stealer? You think no, Nick Comoroto is going to be yeah. using his toilet paper <laughs> fucking robe to mop up sweat? The, yeah, the, uh, the puffy shirt. <laughs> and it went away, pirate. <laughs> Oh shit, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, we've been saying there's some some BS going on some, with with QAnon being on the show, and and who better to stop it than Mister No More BS himself, <laughs> Paul White. I think it's yeah. I think we might get a little Nick Comoroto versus Paul White going in the future, right? You think two big ass dudes? Paul White will take the fall for Comoroto, but he'll beat QT QAnon team or Marsh Alex Jones. Where are we gonna I would like to see. I would like to see Paul White chokeslam Kamaroto through something large and, and collapse it. That's really the only interesting thing that can Oh, happen. yeah, that would be nice. Aaron Solo, who cares? All right, let's move on. Oh, Chris, what's Chris's prediction? So Chris has it listed as QAnon T, Marshall Alex Jones v. Singing Dude, and he took Singing Dude. Singing Dude <laughs> being the guy that sings his own song? Yeah. <laughs> because Big Show always sounds like he's singing his own theme song. <laughs> Where it's the beast show. Where I don't even know. I can't even think of how his new one goes, but it's just like it's a. They found this weird song that's enough like his original one that you know, kind of know who it is. But I also have no idea what they're saying. They're just saying dirt, 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 dirt. All right, next up, singles match. Chris Jericho versus MJF. We get another one. If Jericho loses, he will retire from in-ring competition in AEW. If MJF loses, nothing happens. Brandon? Yeah, the this match, uh, as my grandfather used to say, during well, during this fight, as my grandfather used to say, there's going to be a fight, and you're not going to see it because you're going to be in it. And that's going to be the three of us fighting over the two toilets in the house because this will be right about those time those stakes start to settle in and nobody's going to be want to be watching this. We're going to, who's going to take the dump during this match? Chris is going to have the take entire the entire Judas lyrics on his phone <laughs> singing it at his, at his screen. Who you got? 
I don't know. I'll be taking a crap, but I have a feeling uh, Chris Jericho is going to probably non-permanently retire here, temporarily retire after this one. I agree. We're going to so. get him on. He's going to be announcing Rampage, I think. That's what we're getting. What does Chris got? He took Jericho. He, oh, okay. He, I guess he he's looked at the Fozzie ticket sales, and he's like, I have a feeling this guy's keeping this job. <laughs> He's like, no, man, there's no more burrito festivals no more going. <laughs> Taco Fest to be working. Yeah, it's totally sold out. Everybody's underneath an umbrella behind me. Next up for the eight. A couple quesadilla cons just got canceled. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the Jericho signing table at the quesadilla con. Did you happen to catch, not to go off topic, but did you happen to catch the um, Val Kilmer documentary on Amazon Prime? No, I heard it was good, though. You watch it? Yeah, I watched it. It's pretty good. Now, listen. Anybody that knows me and listens to this podcast knows that I have a special place in my heart for Val Kilmer. There is no actor that I despise more than Val Kilmer. I cannot stand anything he's in. I cannot stand when he's on my television screen. But I like this. This documentary was very good. I thought so it, was, it must I, be good. I highly recommend it. He does get a little, there's a whole scene where he's like with his like, it's like an instructor. And, mind you, Val Kilmer's a fucking crazy person. He videotaped and kept everything. His entire right. life is videotaped. But the guy's fucking nuts. So he's got hours and days worth of footage. So there's a videotape of him at an acting class. And the two, the acting teacher and the actor, Val Kilmer, going back and forth discussing his performance and talking about his performance. And being that they're actors, it is so obnoxious everything they do they speak in a way that is no way that a human being would ever speak it is so obnoxious and it makes me hate actors i should have been a theater kid but not that kind of theater kid so you liked it like you like like it was good because it was bad or it was just good oh no it was good okay just that one point i didn't like I, yeah, I read the description. I I saw it come across, and it was like Val Kilmer has filmed every second of his life. And my first thought was like, hmm, that's cool. Like, I actually wish I should film more of my own life. And then I was like, no, I don't. That's kind of fucking weird. It is fucking. It's There's a lot. The reason why weird. I don't do that. And also, so I mind you, it was for Kilmer fanboys. Mind you, he's uh, you know, he was carrying around a fucking camera. It wasn't his cell phone. He's filming right. with an actual camera, like a fucking nut. Yeah, it was pretty good. I found. I have a fanny pack full of those little tapes that you're like rotating out every ninety minutes. Eight, what do they call the eight V eights? Eight yeah, eight, exactly. Eight, little cans. That's, cans that's, of that's, tomato. That's, that's tomato <laughs> juice. <laughs> this guy's loaded up with tomato juice. Sorry, sorry to get off topic, but it's definitely more entertaining than Jericho versus MJF. <laughs> Next up, not just for the Val heads. Yeah, singles match for the AWTNT Championship. Miro, the champ, versus Eddie Kingston. Okay, I'm stoked for this one. This should be good. Brandon. Yeah, again, two guys that haven't done a ton in the ring that I'm excited about, but I, I also deeply love just as wrestlers, after, especially Eddie Kingston this year, after just making fun of him for a couple months after I first saw him. But uh, I don't – Kingston can kind of just keep losing, and he's not really going to lose any credibility, so this is no reason Miro shouldn't continue his run here. Right. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Kingston wins the title, but it should be a fun match. And I guess I'm assuming that uh, Fuego del Sol will be at ringside, even though it doesn't say so. And like, I, I get I could see Miro being like this champ for a long time. Like, who's gonna beat him? 
I do like that they they, they created the storyline that like he's susceptible to the DDT. The only way you can beat him is to drop him on his head. <laughs> I'm kind of a big fan of that. Like it's his his Achilles heel is his fucking skull. You just have to like quick concussion make him forget about the redeemer and the and his religious beliefs and then he can like Luke becomes weaker. Then obviously. <laughs> If he, if he has a concussion, you can't clearly see Jesus Christ as Lord. He Savior, loses the passion of the yeah, Christ. The passion of the Christ is lost. Momentarily. <laughs> Next up, steel cage match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. The Young Bucks telling no story whatsoever in the ring versus the Lucha Brothers, who are fucking amazing, with Alex Abrahantes. I didn't know who their little sidekick's name was. Alex Abrahantes. Go ahead, Brandon. I'm going to give this one hold on. Hold on. We okay. forgot to figure out what Chris, what's Chris' prediction on uh, Miro versus Eddie Kingston. Well, he had he had his Miro v. Never winning guy. And if you can imagine, he did not take never winning guy. So. <laughs> good. Um, I, I'm going to try to give this one a good honest watch just because I uh, enjoy the Lucha Bros and it's in the cage and we'll probably get some – some nut stuff off the top of the cage. I, I just don't think the young bucks are done showing the live AEW crowd, how cool they are just yet. So this will probably go on for a little longer. We're running into a little problem here though. What's that opponents? I know I'm looking at the rest of this card. Someone's going to have to lose a title. We can't go two straight pay-per-views that only happen every four months and have nobody switch titles. I think this one is Lucha Bros win this, I think. Just for that fact. Because I don't think Omega is losing the cage. We'll wait till we get to it, I guess. I'm taking I'm taking Lucha Bros over the Young Bucks. I know it sounds preposterous. I don't really believe that. But just by simple math of people, someone's going to need to lose one of these champs. I think Young Bucks are the one to do it. Yeah. What's Chris got? He took Lucha. Lucha Bros, so you two, it's two v one. You guys are going with the. This going to be the the belt turnover. Yeah, I he also is a. I know he might have changed his mind, but he was a firm believer that the elite are losing all their titles here. We'll see when we get to the to the championship match. All right, for the women's world championship, Doctor Brick Baker, DMD with Rebel, and I'm assuming Jamie Hader will be there too, versus Chris Statlander, the space alien lady, Brandon Gunn. I don't. I think they're lining up a gauntlet for Britt Baker here. It's just kind of Chris Statlander's got this spot. Not to, not there's anything wrong with her, but she's a great wrestler. But I think she's got this spot more because they haven't developed enough of a division after it, and they're going to work during this this uh, battle royale to to do so. So I'm Britt Baker. Not particularly interesting here, but yeah, I don't know how good this match is going to be either. Might be good because Chris Statlander can get a little sloppy sometimes. She looked great against Nyla Rose. They both did, and they're both pretty green. But uh, this one could get a little ugly. There could be some foot dragging in this one. Kind of late in the car, too, for that, yeah. Yeah. What's Chris got? DMD. DMD versus Alien. He's got DMD. Okay. Here we go. We're in agreement. Singles match for the AEW World Championship. Kenny Omega, the champ with Don Callis against Christian Cage. Go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> I think you got your belt on Cage. Don't need to give him the other one. I, I still think that these guys have no shame. 
and they're all going to walk away as winners after this. So I'll go Kenny Omega here. I think it's ridiculous. Like I, I also believe that I believe that young bucks and Omega are not going to drop their titles, but I had to figure someone was going to lose a title on the show. And that's why I went with the young bucks. I don't in my heart believe that they're going to lose, but I think you can't go two straight pay-per-views and have no titles exchanged. That's ridiculous. Well, you and took one off a of Karashita, so there has been one. But oh, we did. Yeah, we got a Karashita. Was that at the last pay-per-view? Yes. Oh, that was Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. But still, basically the same thing. Yeah. Did you see Don Callis with the pink suit and Christian Cage calling him a piece of shit? And there was a piece of shit chance. Sorry. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> that was kind of ridiculous. <laughs> You're a real piece of shit, Carney. Piece of shit. He spit <laughs> freaking out, putting his fingers in his ears. That's a pretty like, good promo. So orange. Christian Cage's promos have been amazing. Yeah, that I I don't know, like I I still go back and forth on Callus because that whole group is so goofy that they almost need someone to actually tell a story, and he just goes right in with the goofiness. But he is good at it, like him in the him in the pink suit, like he they make fun of him, and he gets all hot, and he cuts himself off because he has to take his blazer off. Yes, yes. Like, it is ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, we forgot to mention the. Uh, did you catch the end of the post-game rampage where uh, CM Punk and Christian Cage had the promo? I did, yeah. Yeah, CM Punk's telling everybody to shut the fuck up if they don't like it. Shut the fuck up. That was great. Yeah, that was cool. Those three old guys going out, and I think that was the perfect place to put it. Was like, it's not during the show. If it's a live thing, if you want to go on YouTube and see it, it's there. I, I just have a, a hunch already that they're. I, I'm gonna get sick of CM Punk's word count here. He even called. He even said that. He said before you get sick of me during that promo, which is right. A good prediction because it's gonna get. We're gonna get sick of it. He does go on and on and on with his promos. Maybe and maybe I'm a little bit uh shell shocked by the the end of Bray Wyatt and I'm like let's not burn these guys out that are good at talking. We could do something else for a week or two. Yeah. I get that he just came out. I could. We don't. I don't. I don't know that that's going to happen, but it could. Also, if he's going off the cuff, it's going to sound more natural. It's not going to fucking sound like, fuck, driven into us where we have to listen to it every week. I'll take his promos every day of the week over fucking anything the young young, young, young cucks have to say. Yeah. They, have, they have nothing interesting to say. A thousand percent. All yeah. right. And I don't, I don't mean to come off as hating on it, but I'm just like, all right, let's not. We got 25 minutes of, of speeches in a week here. Let's let off the gas, but I get it. Yeah. Who's Chris got in this one? Oh, I didn't pick. It, I, oh, I, got oh, Omega, uh, I got Omega beating Christian Cage, but who's Chris got? He took uh, Omega, and then he put in parentheses, I'm overthinking my original prediction, because I think his original was that they were going to drop and and fade to the back for a moment. Right. All right. So final main event, singles match. We get CM Punk versus Darby Allen with Sting. Brandon, good. I actually went back and forth on this because I think if CM Punk comes out and loses, it's not that big, it's not as big of a deal as people would think. But I think they want that huge Chicago pop, and you're gonna you're gonna lead into CM Punk getting the W, facing off with Sting, and then you'll hear the the uh, Daniel Bryan, dun, 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 Bryan dun, Daniels, dun, 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 kick, and then they're they're gonna face off, and then that's gonna be the uh, the fade to black. That's my prediction here. 
Yeah, Ride the Valkyries. Um, I saw somewhere on Twitter that somebody thought that Ride of the Valkyries, they were surprised that WWE didn't have the copyright to Ride of the Valkyries. <laughs> it's like a 200-year-old song. <laughs> Wagner, the, the well-known uh, composer for WWE. There was Jim Johnson and Richard Wagner. <laughs> now, now, did Wagner make the Austin theme song, too, or was that Jim Johnson? <laughs> Wagner was the one smashing the bottle at the beginning. <laughs> Jim Johnson the, broke the class. And all the rest. All right, uh, yeah, I take. Uh, I'm gonna take CM Punk. Darby Allen's not gonna fucking. He's not losing any shine by losing by losing to CM Punk. He doesn't have a title. He doesn't have a win every match. It should be fucking fun. CM Punk's gonna take a lot of bumps in this match. Yeah, I mean that's the exciting part about this, right? Is that he's by selecting this, he's not easing in at all. This is gonna be pure chaos. So, well, what's Chris got? Uh, Chris took some sort of schmaz that leads to a punk Allen sting in a tag match versus whomever. Ooh. So he thinks no clean finish. We're going to get a six man out of this coming yeah. out on, on, on rampage. We'll get a six man. Yeah. It's a big blow off six man <laughs> with, with Conan. And so are you stoked on the show or what? I am. Yeah. I, I, I think this is the one like, I don't know. Again, what has changed in my perspective since I've started doing this weekly and, and truly honing in on wrestling? At the beginning of this, I was like, AEW just has no shot at taking over WWE. And they're getting to a point where it's it's cause for concern if you're Vince McMahon. And this would be the, like, kicking the door down, actually hijacking what's the big wrestling promotion that people are talking about for the foreseeable future. So in that sense, yeah, especially because I think Daniel Danielson's coming out at the end. That's just going to be a big, uh, like, holy shit. They got the, the, probably the top two guys the last 10 years. So I keep wanting to call him Daniel Bryanson. That's why I was just like, I don't just call him that. <laughs> we'll go with Daniel Danielson. That's who he is. Daniel Danielson. But, yeah, uh, this, this should be fucking, this should be a lot of fun. Chris gets done work at five o'clock. I'm getting there at six. 501. Right. I, I wanted to go in his pool, but I don't think it's going to be it's going to be drying off and sitting there drying off in his basement. I'm about to gonna do that. You want to bring a change from your FMW bathing suit to My, your FMW It's not a bathing basketball. suit. It's workout gear that I uh, saved up to go do my first session at Balance Studios on Monday. And I ended up bailing because I had to do shit with the, the, the scoot. But, uh, I was stoked to wear them just to surprise him. And then he's like, oh, I'll bring a gi for you. I was like, damn it. I really want to get beat up by fucking jujitsu dudes in my FMW gear. Damn. None of this will work. I'm from Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. Watch out. (laughs) I'm really good at wrestling. So there you go. You got anything else to add? No, that's it, man. Uh, We'll see what we get. I I think regardless of how – how chaotic this gets and we, we know they're going to fuck something up but I, I don't think we can really miss here there's there's too many interesting matches going on I gotta say that I was not very stoked on AEW Rampage <laughs> after like all the hype and everything about like you know CM Punk showing up and then they put that fucking bum ass show on Brandon Cutler in the main event give me a fucking break 
Yeah, both of them this week. We didn't even mention how Arn Anderson and his son just getting his shit oh kicked out. Oh, my God. I forgot all about that. <laughs> that shit was so corny. How is he getting a main event? So he main events, and he's just a jobber? A jobber match main evented. What the fuck? Right. And you, you just get to see Arn Anderson get kicked in the balls. It's like that's his, He's telling his own child that, to not fight. It's just like, what's the plot? What, what are we doing here? What are we doing that's here? That's a tough one. If you're, if you're uh, Malachi Black just coming out of WWE and trying to get in the mix of something cool, and then that's your first first story Woo. i mean we might get malachi black interfering in that cm punk versus sting match he's not on this card true you know what i mean instead of bringing a new person in because i don't know daniel bryan i mean cm punk in his promo was it on rampage or was it on dynamite where he just basically said yeah he's coming soon just hold your horses about uh daniel I think bryan. that was on dynamite where he yeah. was like yeah you're gonna have to be a little more patient or something yeah people for that were... one that's not me People were yes chanting, and they said, yeah, you're going to have to be a little bit more patient for that. So I, I don't know what his situ- what Daniel Bryan's situation is. He might not be showing up in the show. And, like I said, Malachi Black's got nothing to do. True. That's very possible. I, I would not be shocked. But, yeah, a little, little bit of a letdown week for AEW. I get it. They're saving everything. Kind of poor timing. He probably could have bumped a couple of these other stories back a week that were more interesting. But. Yeah, how about Jericho you versus MJF's fucking trials? Yeah. <laughs> you could have done that in the proper time, line, time frame and done MJF versus Jericho at the pay-per-view. Instead, you rushed into it, and you're like, oh, we still got two more weeks. So we'll have Jericho come out and go, our entire to broadcasting. Right, and then we got but even that, now you got another lull week this week. What? How do you move that storyline along to, to between now and the pay-per-view? We got three more hours of TV. So that's sweet-ass MJF promo. I we got to have him out there doing a promo instead of having another women's match on the show. You get one women's match at 9.05 live. That's it. In general, though, you were referencing Rampage. Like, look, if you're someone like me who's got about 12 hours a week free time to themselves and I lose one of them to another hour of AEW, give me something good or I'm going to get pissed. Yeah. We did get the tag match, which was fun, but that's about it. All right. Let's get out of here. Stoked. It should be fun this weekend. Thanks for joining us this week. Join us here every week at Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends for Brandon, not Chris. He's at Rancid. But if you see him at Rancid, say hello. I'm Jim, and we will be back here next week for our post All Out review.